Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A quick look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, news and headlines, including some big news on Jalen Harrelson, the coveted recruit from Indiana who left Fishers here in the offseason and will play next season at La Lemire, way up in LaPorte, Indiana, Uh, He has set some visits for the fall, and Indiana included in the mix, as you would expect. We'll talk about that. A little note on Race Thompson as well. Remember, he was missing the summer league with the Knicks. Uh, We now know more on that and what specifically his problem was. And the IU Athletics Hall of Fame class was recently announced. We'll tell you who's in the class, especially from an IU basketball perspective, uh, coming up in just a bit and more here in the opening segment. Later today, Wednesdays always our opportunity to have Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star with us. We'll chat IU hoops and basketball and probably recruiting and the start of the college football season generally as well with Dustin when he joins us today. And then later in the hour, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is always with us on this day. We talk the latest in local sports, and it's, a, and it's going to be an exciting segment with Josh today because we finally have some active fall sports. There have been some volleyball matches across the area to start the regular season, and we all know that week one of high school football begins on Friday night across the state. So lots of excitement with that. We'll chat that and more with Josh when he joins us a little later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You can sound off. You can send in your questions, your comments, your thoughts, IU, football, basketball, local sports, whatever it may be. Again, 502-414-1450. Hopefully, if you're a regular listener, you've got that number memorized uh, in your head and save it in your phone if you don't. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher, To keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line. All right, headlines today. Jalen Harrelson, 
big name. He's going to be quite a college basketball player, and I think if I was a betting person, a future pro for uh, after his maybe short stop at college is over with, who knows. But Harrelson now at Laporte Lalamere, so he's not going to play high school basketball officially in our state. As far as a member of the IHSA, he's not eligible for the Indiana All-Stars or for Mr. Basketball. Of course, he's still a youngster, 2025, just a junior now that school is back in session. Six-foot-six guard, and he's got some visits set this fall. And the good news for Indiana is, is that he will take an unofficial visit to the IU campus the week of September 2nd, according to his father. Uh, he told multiple media outlets that yesterday. Harrelson also will make unofficial visits to Purdue in-state as well and Michigan State as well. I'm sure he could take some additional visits this fall, but those are the ones that have been announced so far. High school players, you probably know this, can take an unlimited number of uh, total official visits, but only one official visit per college uh, per season. So one his junior year, one his senior year. But this is uh, being classified as an unofficial visit. But you can bet Indiana will do all they can to get him back for a junior year official visit as well, which I would assume could take place maybe during a game, during the season. Uh, Also, uh, Harrelson has scholarship offers, Indiana, Purdue, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Duke, Auburn, Gonzaga, Florida State, Iowa, LSU, Maryland, Michigan, Missouri, TCU, Virginia, Wisconsin, and IUPUI, who got it all started for him, I think, back some time ago, very early in his recruitment. But that is quite a list of scholarship offers. That list obviously could grow, but he's got some of the biggest blue bloods you could get in schools like Duke, and then, of course, lots of the Big Ten Conference, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State, uh, also Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's almost, uh, that is more than half of the Big Ten Conference. So Harrelson is a very sought-after player, for sure. Prospect, that's for sure. But he will be on the IU campus this fall, at least on an unofficial basis. Also, I thought this was interesting. Race Thompson, you know, he missed the NBA Summer League. He signed a contract with the Knicks in June, but never got to make an appearance out in Las Vegas. And there really was not much said by Race. There was nothing said, or really by the Knicks at all, other than he wasn't going to be available as they went through Vegas and identified their injury report. But on Tuesday, he talked a little bit about what happened, and he fractured his right tibula plateau two months ago. It's what he put on Instagram. He's, he said, quote, I'm a be back better than ever. Trust that. Been off the grid and wanted to give a little update. He had a lot of workouts back in the spring. The Timberwolves, the Knicks, and I think maybe a few other teams as well. So we'll see what his professional basketball future looks like. And if Ray Thompson ultimately gets a shot in the NBA, I tell you what, a fractured right tip, tibia, I think I said tibula, a fractured right tibia uh, is, is a tough injury, especially when you're leaving college and hoping to head to the NBA in professional basketball. So we'll see how Race recovers and what opportunities he has. You know he's going to have some, but his recovery will be key for a lot of that. Also recently, the IU Athletics Hall of Fame 2023 class was announced. It is headlined by legendary Hoosier basketball player George McGinnis and longtime IU team physician Larry Rink. Uh, those are some of the basketball headliners 
from this 2023 class. So great to see George McGinnis uh, lead the way. Uh, I would think it'd be safe to say with this uh, 2023 class, uh, and obviously a, a legendary figure in basketball, a legendary figure in our state and at Indiana as well. But he will enter officially the IU Hall of Fame coming up a little bit later in the year. And tickets for the Indiana-Auburn game at the Holiday Hoops Giving in Atlanta. They were supposed to go on sale, I think it was Tuesday, yesterday. I know a number of people that were hoping to get tickets and looking to get good seats, but could not find them online. There just was no ability to purchase them yesterday. So uh, it has been announced now that tickets for that game in Atlanta will go on sale Friday. So if you're wanting to make a trip down to Atlanta around the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, it's been changed to uh, a Friday ticket sale uh, instead of Tuesday of this week. And then like always, Indiana fans, they travel, they follow this team, especially those uh, early season games, and you can make a trip out of it, a holiday time trip to uh, Atlanta or New York City for the Empire Classic. You can bet Indiana, with it, whether it's alumni that are there in that city or that area, that region, or people from the state that want to make the trip, there will be good followings you can bet for Indiana at both of those games. A lot of college football preseason stuff out there. All the watch lists for the various awards. They try to get all the exposure they can by tying themselves to the best players in each position in college football. Uh, and uh, Jalen Lucas has been on a number of lists. I think we all agree he is one of the key guys to watch for IU football this year, the running back. He had a great freshman season a year ago, and now he's starting to get some national recognition. We'll see if he can uh, take that to the next level once the season officially gets here in about two and a half weeks is where we're at as far as college football goes. But I saw yesterday he made Feldman's uh, college football freaks list for 2023, which I've got to give my hats off to him. Uh, Bruce Feldman, he's with the Atlantic, one of the kind of neat names for a preseason college football uh, 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 honor or award, I guess you could call it. The idea, I think, was to spotlight players whose athleticism is really, really good, and obviously Jalen Lucas fits that uh, designation very well. I think on his list it was 100, maybe 101 players, 19 from the Big Ten were on his freaks list. Uh, Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr. was the number two overall uh, quote-unquote freak on the list. So there you go. Penn State had the most players of any big school on his list of college football freaks with six. Michigan and Ohio State each had four and three. I think Michigan had four, Ohio State three. But there you go. That's a preseason honor you don't hear about every day. College football freaks uh, from the uh, athletics. So there you go. Jalen Lucas with another honor here as we think about the preseason. High school football this weekend. You know, we've talked a lot about Charlestown and Silver Creek. It's the big game in week one. Uh, no question about that. It's the Battle of 403. The new stadium opens up uh, the high school football uh, playing field for the Silver Creek Dragons. That's going to be a lot of fun to see. But, you know, there are some other games that I'm really interested in to pay attention to. And one of them, I don't know that it's going to be extremely competitive. Providence in Indianapolis, Washington. Washington was 1-9 and nine last season. And, of course, Providence... Under Daniel McDonald a year ago, they had a great year. They were nine and three. They 
made it to the regional game where they lost to a really good Indianapolis Lutheran team, 49-7. to And, of course, Lutheran last year would go on to win the 1A state championship in football. But I guess the reason I'm interested in Providence-Washington, I don't think it's going to be a good game, but I am curious what Providence looks like early and what kind of marker they can set early on for just how good they could be this season. I think that will be interesting in week one. And, you know, New Albany is a team locally I look at as well. They return some players. They have some other interesting uh, people in the lineup. I know Steve Cooley, who joined us last week, thinks the dogs can be solid. And uh, we'll see, because they're going to travel to Franklin on Friday night to take on a 5A program in Franklin that's generally pretty good. They were 8-3 and three last season after a couple down years, but uh, they've been very solid uh, over the years for the most part in high school football. So that'll be a good challenge game for New Albany right out of the gate that I think will tell us more about the Bulldogs. So just a couple other games to switch it up a little bit. Uh, Charlestown Silver Creek gets a lot of the love, if not all the love, in week one of the season, and rightfully so. Uh, but there are some other games uh, and other teams, specific storylines that I'm looking at on Friday night. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have your own specific things you'll pay attention to based on your allegiances to schools and uh, where you went to school and so forth. But uh, th- those are other games that I'll be paying attention to the broadcast and the results of those games coming up on Friday night. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. Mike uh, Schumann, excuse me, I'm on the wrong day here. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star will join us in the next segment, followed by Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. And you know with Josh, we'll dig into the high school football a little bit more coming up in the next segment. Do want to get this text in, uh, Thornton's text line. What's your thoughts on some experts picking the Hoosiers to finish eighth in the Big Ten? That will be a long season if that prediction is correct. Eighth place, we will be a bubble team. I think I said this earlier on the show when uh, some of those projections first came out. I personally think Indiana has the talent to be, I don't want to say much better, but definitely considerably better than eighth place. I think if I was going through the conference right now, I would put Indiana maybe fifth or sixth in the Big Ten. I don't near know the rosters and some of the makeups of these teams like the National College Basketball Experts, but Indiana, to me, if they can get everybody on the same page uh, and get everybody clicking, they definitely have, I'll put it this way, the talent to be the fifth or sixth place team in the Big Ten Conference. But an eighth place finish would be tough because Indiana fans are hungry to continue on with some success, to get back to the NCAA tournament, uh, to continue momentum under Mike Woodson, not just on the court, but with recruiting as well. And so much of that ties in to how you do and where you finish and how your NCAA tournament looks. So Uh, I do think, though, again, if I was going to bet it, I think Indiana will finish better than eighth in the Big Ten Conference. But that is my way early prediction. And uh, I think I just like the mix. I like the mix of talent. I like the mix of returning guys like Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway, the leadership I think they'll bring and the roles that they'll play on this team. And how can you not like McKenzie and Baco? I mean, I don't want to say he's a surefire impact freshman, 
but I kind of think he is. And Kellel Ware, the big seven-footer, um, I think he'll take steps forward from what we saw last season at Oregon. So, And those are just a handful of pieces. There are other pieces to talk about, wonder about, think about as well. But, yeah, I've got Indiana better than eighth if I was going to put my Big Ten projections together. Thank you for the text. We'll head to a break. We're back with uh, our next guest, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. Stay with us here on this Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday program. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star joins us Wednesdays. We talk IU hoops and football and college sports and more. And, Dustin, it's great to have you with us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me as always. You know, I mentioned Race Thompson in the first segment today. I know a lot of Indiana fans want to see him get a, sh- a shot a crack at professional basketball, specifically the NBA. And I thought it was odd we didn't see him at all after he signed a contract with the Knicks in June in Vegas. He just didn't suit up at all. We knew he had some sort of injury, but he put on Instagram yesterday a fractured right tibia uh, two months ago. That's a tough injury, Dustin, to overcome in the transition from college hoops to professional basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you got to presume it's going to take a while before he gets any opportunity, um, which is a shame, obviously. It's just, you know, we, we, you, you get a uh, opportunity. I mean, certainly um, he probably wasn't going to get a whole lot of minutes in, in Las Vegas um, just because just the way that it's set up. I mean, really, the first couple of games are when you're playing, you know, your recent draft picks, maybe some guys that you brought back from last year they want to get a few more minutes to. Um, and it's not until maybe game three, game four that you start to really test out uh, the guys towards the bottom of your summer league roster, and mostly they're playing for G League spots more than anything else. Maybe, maybe there's a two-way uh, out on the board for somebody, but even even for the most part, a lot of those are taken up by your recent draft picks as well. Um, but he would add an opportunity to something, and even if he wasn't going to make uh, a G League roster, you know, might have uh, set himself up well uh, to get uh, you know a good shot in Europe. Uh, but at least there were certainly opportunities for him. Uh, but it's a tough deal. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I knew you know, I, I was there for what was supposed to be his first game. Uh, and I went to go talk to the Knicks PR to find out, okay, you know, why isn't he here? Because I noticed he was on the bench at all. And um, they told me basically it was a sore right knee was the, the phrasing they used. And it's not false, um, as I'm sure his knee is sore. That's <laughs> just a gross understatement for, for what the case actually is. Uh, but I had heard from some other people, you know, not the Knicks and therefore not official. Uh, or even close to official, that, that it was something serious. So it wasn't that much of a surprise to see that come out, that it was something significant. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And obviously, the you know, I, I guess the fractured right to be a plateau, I think is what he said. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a tough injury. It's definitely going to set him back for a while, obviously. 
you know, Ray's just being an extremely tough kid. You know, he's going to battle through it, and, and he's used to major injuries and whatnot. He's been through a lot of them, and you presume that he'll, you know, have, uh, you know, the the focus to get through it again. But obviously, again, it's going to be, there was always going to be an uphill battle for him to get in the NBA. Um, and, you know, uh, certainly, again, G League's still a possibility. I, I presume he's going to end up, he is going to play some professional basketball somewhere. Who knows how long it's going to be. Um, but, he, you know, obviously it has to be on the back burner while he, you know, rehabs that because that's going to keep him on the shelf for a while. And no question about it. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. You know, Dustin, the season is almost here. I saw tickets now go on sale for Indiana-Auburn on Friday. And then earlier this week, we got the Empire Classic pairings. And it's going to be Indiana and Connecticut uh, in New York City. Now that everything is set, or basically at least set, I think we're at 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, real close. Mm-hmm. Uh, this IU schedule for this team... There, where there's some unknown, where there's a lot of new faces that could play uh, very key roles. And just like the texter asked me in the first segment, you know, some people say this Indiana team is seventh or eighth place team in the Big Ten Conference. I think overall for a team with those projections, this is a tough schedule. Mm, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, they, uh, as we stated, you know, many times uh, in sort of the beginning of the Mike Woodson era about what kind of scheduler he was going to be, um, you know, he just, basically said, you know, the first year, uh, you know, while I'm figuring out what it is that I have, I'm not going to push this team. I'm just going to figure out what I got, figure out, you know, how to schedule, uh, you know, get a sense of who my players are and what they can be and take it easy on them the first year. And then after that, I want, you know, uh, I, I want games to stand out. I want to be able to schedule games that, uh, you know, are televised, that are, that are marquee matchups and stuff like that. And obviously you look at what they have. Uh, and, and that's what it is. And there's some, you know, there's some even decent mid-majors in terms of the Celestia, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, you know, Army, Wright State, you know, uh, team, Harvard, uh, teams that aren't necessarily a joke, uh, you know, that, that have had some good in past. Obviously, there's a few others that are buy games towards Christmas that they shouldn't have any problem with. But, you know, you, you set yourself up, obviously, the Empire class, if you're, you're playing the defending champs. Uh, in Connecticut, who obviously lost several players to the NBA, you should do, uh, you know, whenever you win a championship game, but they still bring back, uh, you know, Klingon, which is a big deal. Uh, he was going to be probably one of the top college players picked uh, in next year's draft, or at least going to be high on that list. Uh, he's going to be one of the top guys who, you know, is a returning player, um, you know, beyond the incoming freshman. You're going to play whoever you get in the uh, second game of that Empire Classic. You go to go to Auburn, obviously, I think smart decision for them to get down to Atlanta, obviously. Uh, you know, Mike Woodson and uh, you see Roseman both have ties down there. Uh, it's good good for them to get exposure there, uh, you know, for the uh, recruits that they want to get. Uh, you, know, got, you know, bring guys, guys like Caleb Banks and Ja'Kai Newton home. Uh, but more of the points are recruiting kids in the future, and you play, obviously, a really tough Auburn team. Uh, and obviously, you get the the, uh, the second game uh, of the home-and-home with Kansas uh, and get those guys into Assembly Hall. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really tough schedule. Obviously, they, they also get an indie game playing Harvard, which I think is cool. You know, just playing Ivy League teams, I always think, is a pretty cool deal to do. Um, and, you know, doing that in Indy, bringing the game bridge is always a good call. Um, so, you know, I, I think, again, smartly put together schedule. It's good, but it's not overwhelming. Um, you know, obviously, if you even if you go zero and three in UConn, Auburn, and Kansas, you'll live. Um, and you, know, you put together a pretty good other schedule. Obviously, the Big Ten's going to be tough. You're going to get some wins there. Um, so, you know, it sets yourself up for the tournament. It's uh, a schedule that gives you some run-up time before you get Connecticut. Obviously, they got a few just to get started and get a, get this team together um, because they're going to have a lot of moving parts, a lot of new guys in, in position, new positions, or even guys that have been around are going to be in, in much more magnified roles. Um, so it, it's, 
fits very much, I think, who these guys are at this point, which is uh, a team with a lot of talent on paper that uh, hasn't played together at all. Dustin Nopirak of the Indianapolis Star. We're talking about IU basketball for next season. Uh, I've asked other people this question. I guess it's a standard question for the summer, for the offseason. But outside of returning players back from the roster last year, Dustin, I know you follow this program fairly closely, even though now your beat is actually the Pacers. Who's the player you're most intrigued with that's coming in? Is it someone from the transfer portal? Is it an incoming freshman? Who do you think could make a major impact? Who would you give your preseason vote to? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm, there's nobody I'm not intrigued by, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I, you know, especially, you know, obviously I'm watching this team from a distance. I'm not going to be covering them and writing stories about them like I usually would. But just from here, it, it's obvious that everybody's got to have a bigger role. And even the guys that are coming back, I mean, I'm interested to see what, you know, Caleb Banks and Malik Renew and, and CJ Gunn do if, if they're put in a position where they've got to play a whole lot more. But, uh, you know, as a new guys, I mean, I think obviously Ware has to be the first guy we look at because he's seven foot. Uh, 230 pounds, and, and he's got a good chance to be a first-round pick uh, if he does anything, um, basically, if, if he's a productive player. Um, with the length and the, the combination of the length and size and the skill, uh, you know, he fits with the NBA wants. But I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by all these guys. I'm obviously very intrigued by him back, though. Uh, what they do with him, does he play more of a three? Does he play more of a four? Uh, is he as good as advertised? But, I mean, you know, Ja'Kai Newton is a guy they've, they've obviously had kind of in the fold for a long time, which I think is very interesting. Uh, you know, Peyton Sparks is just a player. And Gabe Cops, I mean, I, I got to watch Gabe and, and, and do a, uh, a lengthy piece on, on him uh, and his dad. Uh, basically, you know, went out to Dayton to go talk to them, and I had a really uh, a lot of fun writing that story. Uh, and seeing the kind of player he is, and I really think Indiana's going to love him um, because I think he's just such a smart player. He's a pretty good athlete, but man, I mean, like this, the basketball IQ is really off the charts and how he directs traffic. I mean, I think what really, what I really noticed uh, watching him, and this is his junior year, was the way that which he can impact a game if he didn't touch the ball. I mean, he, even as a point guard, uh, you know, they had another ball handler, and he just sort of like direct traffic. I mean, he was, he was like a, you know, like an, you know, a, a maestro conducting a symphony, just sort of passing out like a, you cut there, you cut there, you cut there, and they get a bucket without him touching the ball. Um, and there's, I think, a lot of just respect that the guys on that team had, and Centerville just won so much. I mean, they won a state title was, uh, I think, his sophomore year, um, and I can't remember what they've done the last two seasons, but they've been right there if they haven't won the title. I know he's been, you know, if they haven't won a championship, they've been close. Um, so it's just, uh, they're, they're, I think, just a really, I think he's just a fun player to watch, and, and obviously he's going to be learning under Xavier Johnson this year mostly, um, but he's going to be the guy that's going to get the reins, uh, you know, after that, and I think he's, you know, I think athletically he ends up being a guy that's around there for four years, but I think he's a guy that can really win. Um, so just you know, so one you got to see if it translates physically, uh, if he's able to to you know withstand that. But I think he's just a cool story, and he's also you know they're, they're really uh, the the cups are really you know tight with uh, LeBron and his family, and, and because uh, they play with Bronny, um, and so that's going to be a, that's a cool story as well. Obviously, though, that everybody sort of hopes. You know, Bronny gets better after the, the scare he had at USC practice. But uh, I think, you know, Cups is a cool story on top of, I think, all of the other ones, and there are many. And no question about it. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis star with us here on this Wednesday edition of the program. little recruiting for a moment. We mentioned earlier today that Jalen Harrelson, big in-state player who went from Fishers to LaPorte-Lalamere, uh, is uh, going to visit Indiana unofficially this fall. 
And I know that's good news for Indiana, but Dustin, I got to believe with his connection to the state, how close he is. I know Fishers is not near as close as uh, to Bloomington as what Laporte, Indiana is. And obviously his schedule at Laporte is going to be much more aggressive as far as where they play the games. They travel the country, not just the state as Fishers might. But I think Indiana, you'll see him on campus on a regular basis whether it's an unofficial visit for games, whether it's a junior year and senior year official visits upcoming. But if Indiana's going to make a run at him, and it appears they're giving their all, he should be a regular visitor in Bloomington. That should be something that fans are used to hearing about or seeing him there during football and basketball games. Yeah, no, as much as you can. I mean, And, and, and from what I can tell, obviously I haven't been following it super closely. I'm not calling him or anything like that. Um, but just you know, from what I've just gathered, uh, just sort of following it through social media and stories and everything like that, Indiana's done everything they can do, and it's and, and you just keep doing. It. And that's the that's a tough situation when it comes to some of these guys who um, you know become such a big player in the state and then then getting get offers to go play um, at one of these prep schools, whether it is you know Lalamere right there or someplace else. Um, you know you you. You're in better shape if if, if he's going to go to a prep school. You you would much rather have it be Lalamere because he can't make it. Uh, but it is a hike. I mean, it, it's a ways up there. Um, you know, that's that that is not a. It's it's a much shorter drive than if you were coming from New England um, or, or prep school out that way or Montverde or any any place like that. Um, but it's still you know it's it's not nearly as easy as Fishers where you could just wake up in the morning at your house and you know come to a Saturday afternoon game after you played a Friday night game at Fishers. You know that's not. It's a much easier thing to do, um, but you know uh, they've just got to you know keep their nose in there and, and just do whatever they can. Obviously, they're going to fight the entire country for him, and they've just got to hope that they have um, you know the fact that he's he's going to be close. You know that Indiana's close to home uh, is still close to home. That that, that still matters. Um, that it matters that they were in on him early. Uh, that it matters that they've been on him consistently. You just got to stay there as much as you can. Um, you know, obviously sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, they just met, uh, lost out on Fiore Badunga, even though he did stay at Kokomo. Uh, you obviously got all of the national uh, schools in there, and ended up going to Kansas. So, you know, all of those schools are going to be in it. Every everybody that's anybody, you know, wants him. He's already got offers. You know, I'm just looking at his graphic. You know, from from Duke, from Auburn, from Gonzaga, from Michigan, from LSU. You know, from Michigan State, from from you know Oklahoma, Iowa State. I mean, everybody's going to be after this kid because he's a terrific, terrific player. Um, so you just you just stick your nose in there as much as you can and stay there and try to bring him to anything that you possibly can. Dustin Nopirak, the Indianapolis star, with us Wednesdays on the program. Dustin, let's switch to football for just a moment. We've, we've talked a little IU football with you here in recent weeks, and I know the conversation is ramping up as the season nears. What's, what's your take? What's a win total? What's an expectation that you have following this Indiana football team? I said four wins yesterday. I made my official prediction for whatever it's worth. So you can almost guarantee Indiana won't win four. They'll be above or below. I never, <laughs> I'm never correct. But where do you stand with things with Tom Allen's group this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, they're, they're, they're a tough call as well. I mean, I think, you know, three or four wins sounds about right. But, I mean, those aren't going to be easy to come by. I mean, you, you, you're looking there and you presume that you can pencil in Indiana State and Akron that they'll be able to win those two by just by virtue of that. But, I mean, you know they've lost everybody else on the board. Uh, you know they could certainly. You know they've they've got um, the other non-conference game is Louisville, and that's certainly not going to be an easy one for them to win. That is not a cakewalk at all. Even if you know it's, it's going to be at Lucas Oil, um, and you know they've had a tough time beating anybody in the Big Ten. Um, you know there are some winnable games in here. Obviously, uh, you know Maryland, Rutgers, 
uh, you know, Illinois, uh, you know, Purdue, kind of, uh, are conceivable. Um, but, you know, you, you, you know and, and Wisconsin is not the Wisconsin that, that they've been. Uh, you know, that, that's not as tough of a draw uh, out of the Big Ten West as it, as it usually is. But it's still, you know, it, it, this is not, it's not going to be easy for them to win more than three, uh, to be honest. It's going to be difficult. And, you know, you, like, you're obviously waiting to see something stand out that you haven't seen yet. Uh, if, if you're believing in them winning five or six, I mean, you, you have to believe that something that you haven't seen is going to stand out, whether it's going to be guys from the transfer portal or, you know, a guy like, like Jake and Luke, Jay, Jalen Lucas making a big leap. Uh, you know, certainly you've seen him be able to, to be a great kick returner, an all-purpose guy, but can he be somebody that you can put the ball in his hands 20 times a game? Can you stick him in there and, and, and deal with the repercussions as far as pass protect is concerned? Uh, you know, is Cam Camper going to be the same player he was? What are you going to get at quarterback? I mean, at what point can you expect to see Dexter Williams? Before you see him, uh, what are you going to get out of Taven Jackson and or, you know, or Brennan Soresby, however that quarterback uh, controversy works out? Because, man, I mean, you know, like, whew. Like considering just the, the, where they were at a quarterback last year, and they were never necessarily in a good place then. Uh, you're dealing with much less experienced guys, and I mean, I remember when Sorge got a couple snaps, um, you know, sort of late in the season, and you saw just how far behind he was. Obviously, it's a different ballgame once you've got a spring uh, when you were getting a lot of snaps, but still. And obviously, Taven Jackson didn't get a whole lot of work in Tennessee before he transferred. Um, so it's you know, again, from a distance, and I'm not watching it nearly as closely. I'm not going to practices like I was a year ago. Um, so I'm not seeing enough of it up close to, to you know get a better sense than I would would have last season. But um, you know it's it, again after seeing that team that did seem like it had some level of hope and a few guys that, that had that were kind of established. You know they certainly got some guys out of the transfer portal, Andre Carter, et cetera. But you still look at this group and saying, man, how does that translate to enough wins? Um, you know for Tom Allen to to still be in good good position after this year. All right, Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis star with us. Uh, Off-season for the Pacers, Dustin, your main beat. But I tell you what, I was looking at the NBA opening night, which will feature the teams of Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino. The NBA season, especially the training camps and the early stuff, not far away at all. Nope. Uh, schedule coming out this week. Obviously, they, they um, you know, you've seen a few, uh, you know, marquee games, you know, opening games, Christmas games. Uh, slip out, and obviously they they announced that the uh, in season tournament yesterday. Uh, we're going to get the full schedule tomorrow. Uh, they're going to do another TV release for that. Um, you know, at three o'clock on ESPN tomorrow. We're going to get it. get the whole entire schedule and get a sense of what's coming. Um, you know, obviously still still kind of dead. When, when, when the NBA takes time off, it really takes time off, uh, which isn't the worst thing. Um, you know, for guys like me. But they, uh, you know, basically in about a month, month and a half, you're going to start. You know, obviously see. Uh, teams come back and it, it, it happens really fast. So, so obviously you got a little bit of a uh, you know a wedding of the palate coming up here with the FIBA World Cup. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a part of that, um, and he's performed really well in the showcase games so far. Um, not scoring a whole lot, but really moving the basketball. Two out of those three games, uh, he's had at least ten assists and some some really pretty passes uh, by him. But really, I think um, that's going to be a fun team. Uh, you know, it, it, it didn't, it shot the belt ball pretty well against Spain. Wasn't shooting it particularly well from outside. Um, but man, they moved the ball really well. Uh, it's a team that seems to have put together a lot of good chemistry and Halliburton's a big piece of that. And I think it's a, again, another reminder of why the Pacers think he's so special is his ability to connect guys, be unselfish, move the basketball, but just, 
again, set play players up with just some spectacular passes. I mean, you've seen some great no-look stuff out of him. Um, but they just keep the ball popping, um, and I, it leads to some easy layups. And, I think, and they're, they defend pretty well. Uh, they're able to run the floor. Halliburton pushes the pace, um, but so do, so do the other guys. Uh, I think him, him, he and Brunson are working well together, I think, when they're having them on the floor together. Brunson doesn't have the same assist totals, but he's really scoring the basketball. Uh, so I think that's going to be fun to watch. I think the United States has a good chance uh, of pulling gold in this thing. They've, they've struggled in the World Cups because they're not getting the same caliber of talent that they get uh, in the Olympics, but this team is really young and it seems like it has a lot of fun together. Uh, so I think it's got a real, real good shot at taking the whole thing. They're not going to have... Um, you know, the best player in the tournament. You know, Luca's going to be there. There's going to be some other superstars, uh, you know, with some other teams. Um, but they might have the best collection uh, of talent. And even if they might have some issues shooting the basketball, I think they might be able to make up for it for their ability to run the floor and set their, set themselves up for easy baskets with really important. All right, Dustin Opirak, great stuff. The Indianapolis star. Dustin, as always, thank you. And uh, we'll talk with you next week. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Dustin Dopirak always with us Wednesdays on the program. Glad he mentioned the FIBA World Cup. If you're a basketball guy, and I know so many people in this area are, uh, maybe you're an NBA person, maybe you're not, but something special. There always has been going back to the original dream team when I was a kid. It's neat to see uh, some of the best. It's not the best of the best this year, this time, but some of the best gathered together. A lot of young players to play for a FIBA basketball world cup championship and a lot of those games begin here i know there's been showcase games and i guess you'd call it preseason type games over the last uh, few weeks but uh, i think the official deal kicks off maybe a week from this friday so it's kind of fun and some of the some of the other countries obviously with how the basketball sport has grown worldwide i mean some of these other teams are really good also and have some great players so and some of them play the game the right way they're fun to watch move the basketball good shooting teams so if you're really a basketball nerd you can dig into the fiba world cup and i know that i'll be trying to watch games as i can it's it's a lot of fun we'll see how the u.s team does coming up here beginning later next week that's going to wrap up this segment we'll head to a commercial break josh cook sports editor of the news and tribune is next what game are you headed to on friday night are you excited about the upcoming high school football season 502-414-1450 again 502-414-1450 is the thornton's text line stay with us this is the hoosier report with matt dennison We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday program. In this segment on Wednesdays, we get the chance to talk with Josh Cook. He's the sports editor of the News and Tribune. He's with us in this segment as we talk local sports, high school sports, try to keep up with some of the great players from this area that are moving on to college sports and also even professional sports in some cases. But, Josh, 
Today I want to start with you in sports. I have heard you are becoming quite the pickleball player, a sport that is beginning to take over, it seems, this area. Very popular. We do a lot with it at Floyd County Parks, and I know you've been getting involved on Saturday mornings, I've been told. Yeah, it's it's a fun game, that's for sure. Uh, I, I know we both played it. Uh, we unfortunately we haven't played together yet, so we need to we need to get that on the calendar. But uh, yeah, it's I've, I've had some fun playing on the weekends uh, in the mornings. And uh, uh, man, I tell you what, you go out to Ray Lawrence Park on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. There's eight courts out there, and uh, all of them are, or, or most all of them are going to be filled with people. You know, it's funny. I've I've been out there several times, and there's people waiting to play. Uh, you know, all eight courts are full, so you know it's 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 amazing to see. And uh, yeah, I was out there even on the Fourth of July, and there were there were there were ten, twenty people waiting to play. So it's it's a big deal, and uh, it's it's really caught catching on around here, and uh, it's great to see. You know, in the areas that we're involved with high school sports and local stuff. I wonder, I see a lot of young people, high school and even younger, playing it. We are organizing a Kentuckiana Youth Pickleball Championship for elementary, middle school, and high school players. I have no idea what the ultimate turnout will be, but with the way this is exploding, this sport is catching on with old people, young people, people in the middle, I do wonder, could it become a, a school sport? Could it become an emerging sport? Uh, with the Indiana High School Athletic Association. I guess I probably should do a little Google research. Is it an emerging sport anywhere else? Because people that play at one time, in so many cases, are immediately hooked. I'm curious what the future looks like on the youth and high school levels. Yeah, me as well. Uh, I think it would yeah, be a great sport to have, especially at the, at the youth level and schools and stuff. And then you know, eventually, I could I could see it. Uh, you know, going to going to high school, as you mentioned, maybe becoming an emerging sport like uh, an IHSA right now has uh, boys volleyball and girls wrestling as an emerging sport. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see. Uh, you know, if if pickleball keeps on continuing to grow like this, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. You know, maybe in there in the next ten years. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, be interesting. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Uh, Josh, let's talk high school football. Um, let's go through maybe some predictions. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Charlestown and Silver Creek. Uh, I really like Clay McClellan, the uh, Charlestown quarterback. Uh, Silver Creek, there's some unknown to them, but they've got the great new stadium that's going to open. I know it should be, let's hope, a sellout for John Dablo and Silver Creek Athletics on Friday night. Your prediction in that game, though, who, who do you think could win that game or will win that game? Yeah, I, uh, after our talk last week, you know, I, I made a call out to Vegas and to see what the line was at Caesars. <laughs> and they've got, uh, they've got Charlestown as a slight favorite, so uh, I'm going to go with the Pirates. But I tell you what, uh, you know, you know, as you mentioned, Silver Creek opening that new stadium. There's a, there are a lot of unknowns with Silver Creek just because, uh, you know, they they had a lot of injuries last year. Uh, I was talking to Coach Pap yesterday, and Mickey had over 20 kids who missed significant time for with injuries last season. So, you know, there's some unknowns there, but I, you know, I think they'll be improved. Uh, the thing is, looking back on this game since it since it became the uh, the season opener for both teams, uh, it was that was in 2017. Uh, this game has been usually a blowout. It's been decided by uh, less than less than 10 points only once, and that was uh, you know that was on a punt return uh, for a touchdown by Ethan Messer. I, I think that was maybe 2019, something like that. So that was uh, 
that was the only time this game has been decided by less than a touchdown, and it was 2019. But since then, you know, it's been 20 points, 25 points uh, for, for Silver Creek or Charlestown. Either way, it's gone that way. So, you know, uh, hopefully this time it'll be a competitive game, and, yeah, hopefully there'll be a there'll be a huge crowd there to, to watch this thing. But, yeah, I, I think it will be a good game, and it should be a competitive game too. But I, I do like Charlestown just, just slightly. What's the next game in line? I gave a couple games earlier in the show that I was interested in for various reasons uh, on Friday night, week one. What's the runner-up to Charlestown and Silver Creek on the News and Tribune agenda? Oh, man, I don't know. That's a good question. There there are, there are some. There's only a couple. There's only two games locally, I believe, that are in the, in this area or in Clark and Floyd counties other than that game on Friday night, and that's uh, Clarksville. I, I, in, in Clarksville, excuse me, Providence host Indianapolis, Washington, and um, Washington's a four eighteen, but 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 uh, I think Providence, uh, you know, has a lot of skill, a lot of talent back from last year. And I like Providence in that game, and then the other game is um, Jeffersonville host Whiteland. These two teams have scrimmaged for the last several years. Um, you know, obviously Jefferson six a and Whiteland's in five a, but Whiteland's I think ranked third in the preseason poll in in five a, so. They are pretty talented. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to give the edge to Whiteland in that game. And then the other games, uh, just across the river, we've got uh, St. X and Floyd Central. You know, Floyd Central. Uh, you know, dropped Floyd, Floyd Central dropped one powerhouse in Mayo and picked up another in uh, in St. X. So, um, you know, that'll be a big test for the Highlanders. I, I do like the uh, the Tigers to win that game, but but hopefully Floyd can uh, stay healthy and gain some experience out of that game that might help him out down the road. Um, the other games, I believe we've got uh, Oak Clarksville at Scottsburg. That's that's a really intriguing game to me because it's the first game for um, new Clarksville coach Zach Hensel. And, um, you know, it would be interesting to see. Obviously, they lost, you know, Robert Lamar to graduation, just the, the all-time leading rusher in program history. And he holds, I don't know how many statistical records, but quite a few excuse me, statistical records at uh at Clarksville, and so it, you know it's impossible to replace that kid. But um, you know they're gonna they're gonna try to to run uh, just run the ball a lot. Uh, you know keep the ball on the ground and uh, you know work the clock and and uh, you know see if they can see if they can win some games that way. And, uh, and you know I might just kind of see how that offense uh, looks like that because they're gonna have two or three kids who are probably running the ball a lot and. Uh, you know, trying to keep the ball out of, out of Scottsburg's hands. That's that's an intriguing matchup for me. You know, if, if Clarksville wins, that's a that that sets a good tone for the rest of the year. Um, I know Scottsburg has should be improved, and I, I think um, you know I was talking to Coach Hawkins too earlier this week, and he said he likes Scottsburg as one of the uh, sleeper teams in the Mid Southern Conference. So, you know, I don't know Clarksville might have a tough road in front of it, but uh, you know, hopefully they can they can make it a competitive game and, and keep it close. Yeah, for sure. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Josh, uh, football gets underway. There's just something special about the first week of high school football. I know this area, um, to say it nicely, football hasn't always been king. It's really never been king. We don't have a lot of state championships. I don't know if we have any in this area. We've got uh, some sparingly uh, decent runs in the state tournament, but Nothing like the other sports here that come to mind, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and others that are really good year in and year out. But the one thing for high school football, early on, the unknown, the parity of the area, 
these first couple weeks to me are the most fun. Then you see in the back half, maybe if we have somebody that could do something special in the tournament. Yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's 0-0 at this point. Everybody's undefeated, and heck, everybody thinks they can go undefeated at this point in the season. So, you know, that starts to that starts to change. That start to change on Friday night when teams lose some games, and then maybe, you know, in week two and uh, week three, and after that, you know, we'll, we'll start to get a better idea of, of uh, you know who some of the top teams will be. Uh, you and I have, uh, I think we've talked about it before, but. Um, you know, Providence, I think, is going to be the best team around, and, and Charlestown will be right there, too. And then, um, you know, some the other teams should be improved. It's, it, you know, and, and we've, it, we're going to get to know some, some new kids' names this year, probably, that we haven't, uh, haven't known before. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to, to see some, some younger kids step up and, uh, you know, make, make themselves known. So, you know, that's another thing with, you look forward to the season. I look forward to the season in a way is, is finding out some of these uh, some of these new kids, some of these new players, and uh, just seeing just seeing them have success. Absolutely, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. You can read a lot of his work at newsandtribune.com/sports, and of course the daily print edition of the paper as well. Josh, have a great week. Enjoy Week One of football. We'll connect on the pickleball court very soon. Sounds good to me, Matt. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right, Joshua, always with us on Wednesdays. That's going to wrap up our Wednesday show. Back with you Thursday at 11 a.m. We have high school football coaches, and we've got Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall coming your way tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>